Hey guys, how are you? And this is a new episode for Monday. So I wanted to like clear of how I'm actually going to schedule my <laughs> podcast episodes. I'm actually going to change it once again. And I'm so sorry. I am really bad at organizing everything. I'm actually just going to do it try to go my goal is three times a week but my (laughs) realistic goal is really twice a week and i mean i love doing it mondays it's something the mondays suck and it's something i look forward to doing on mondays so monday can stay and i'll probably do it just mondays and maybe thursdays which is the realistic goal i might just do and in a wild imagination that i do a thousand things at once possibly saturdays we could do like a mini episode i guess but so far that is the idea for that right now so um let's start it off so this this episode um is pretty crazy i have not seen the interviews yet for this and i'm dying to watch it really bad but just really wanted to talk about this and i was really impatient and this is just a crazy survival story i have ever read it is i I don't even know what i would do in the situation i'd probably be dead honestly because i would just overwhelmed by almost everything that happened to this poor victim i can't even imagine what i would do honestly so this is a story about a survivor her name was mary vincent so mary vincent was your typical 15 year old teenager rebellious wanted to she her she wanted to be a dancer she said she was pretty gifted at it she was really good at it um she mary grew up in las vegas her parents worked in a casino her mom was a dealer her dad was i believe a machine repairman so yeah she often she like skipped school a lot she didn't she did okay in school she really wanted to be a dancer she just didn't give a fuck at that point and she just skipped around and she would like later like leave with her boyfriend so she lived with him over the summer in sausalito california until authorities came and arrested him for rape charges yeah that's not a great partner to pick but hey that's your thing um vincent returned to las vegas but ran away in september 1978 and headed towards california to visit her grandfather in corona california So Mary had spent the summer sleeping 
at her in her sorry in her boyfriend's car and was hesitant to hitchhike her way across the state so Lawrence Singleton this bitch slowed down his van to pick up Mary Vincent in Berkeley California on the morning of September 29th 1978 Singleton was a merchant seaman by trade and finding Mary told her with a great smile that he had a daughter just around her age what a fucking coincidence. He also told her he'd been heading to Reno and would happily take her to Los Angeles. What a nice guy. Her destination, Corona, California, was um, on the outskirts of the city. And she accepted his family man little <laughs> disguise, basically. So despite his lies and all that BS... Singleton was around a middle-aged man. He had a temper, really bad temper. He was super misogynist. Um, His second wife recently divorced him. He didn't have the greatest relationship with his teen daughter. It was actually really crappy. Um, They fought earlier that year and it never, you know, reconciled nothing. In the past, he was convicted of delinquency of a minor and had a history of alcohol abuse. Vincent wasn't aware of Singleton's all his crimes when she got into the van. When Vincent lit up a cigarette after accepting the ride, she sneezed and Singleton reached over to feel her neck, asking if she was sick. Yeah, um, don't fucking touch me. I don't know. I would have been like, bro, no. And stop the car. Get away from me. The fuck? So Vincent didn't, um... Vincent didn't like the physical contact and pulled out of his reach, but soon she fell asleep and he didn't try anything further. Why? (laughs) Why would you fall asleep? You're hitchhiking with a stranger. It was something very common. It was something that wasn't like, oh, you're hitchhiking? That's weird. No, this was super, really, this was really, sorry, really normal thing popular thing in the 70s like oh we're gonna hitchhike here and there which is a stranger i don't know if you're a serial killer the chances of me being a serial killer you're being you're you being a serial killer is one in a million but anyways yeah fuck that um she even offered to help him carry some laundry at a stop along the way before nodding off not thinking anything was wrong dude like you're so naive honestly like at 15 i think my ass would have been like no (laughs) so when mary woke up she realized that they were super like not even way off course of what she initially wanted to go and they were driving like towards nevada so she was super duper scared she was frustrated she found a stick in the car and pointed it at him demanding to turn around the van and take her to where she was heading singleton calmly apologized reassuring the teen quote just an honest man who made a mistake quote vincent believed he was telling the truth and the ride continued dude (laughs) like how many more red flags do you need do you need his hand up your ass for you to be like um can you leave me alone can you just drop me off here and i'll just walk 
I'd rather walk than have this crazy dude being in the car with me. But anyway, Singleton stopped the car and went to the bathroom. So Vincent got out and she stretched her legs, you know, stretching out in the car for a long time. So as she leaned down to tie her shoes, Singleton struck her by surprise. He hit her across the back of the head, punching her until she fell on the floor. Singleton forced his ding dong in her mouth and told her to perform oral sex uh, and if she wouldn't he would kill her he dragged her to the back of the van and repeatedly raped her he told her not to scream or he'd kill her and, and to obey him if she wanted to keep living I, I mean I don't want to be a dick but there was a lot of red flags that would make this predictable you get me i mean i'm gonna just keep going i'm just frustrated when i read this so he then ties up her hands and then drove off for a while so soon after he came to a stop cut her hands free and ordered her to drink some weird substance from a plastic jug she was dizzy confused and vincent was repeatedly raped until she passed out jeez when Vincent regained consciousness, Singleton was he was still there. He ordered her to lie on the edge of the road, and she pleaded for him to set her free. He began saying, You want to be free? I'll set you free. Then he came back with a hatchet. Mary struggled as Singleton held her down and cut off her right arm. She screamed as he moved on to the other arm, severing it from right below the elbow. Can you just imagine the thought, pro like what she was thinking at this point? This is not even the crazy part yet. I'm like, this is like, we're going up. We're going up Kindika. We're just somewhat the top. This is not the crazy part this i can't i mean at this point i wouldn't know what to do i'd be like oh well you know what i'm fucked now how am i gonna survive now i mean <laughs> you know i'm gonna keep continuing and i'll give my point of view so uh, i'm sorry so he then shoved the naked and bleeding girl down like a little it was like a big it was like a big little pit like an embarkment he stuffed her into, oh, sorry, it was a concrete pipe, sorry, and told her, okay, now you're free. That's fucked up. That's crazy. He left her there unconscious and near death. When Vincent finally regained consciousness, she was in a very confused, kind of like, should I survive or just let go kind of state. She was at the bottom of the ravine. She was bleeding like crazy. She was alone, naked, pain. She, it, she was just completely I don't even know how you would even get up and like you know I'm gonna survive this and like she finally regained the strength to stand up and walk three miles three miles beaten to a pulp raped no arms no energy it said well I couldn't find the source but when I did find some of the website it was she was in this little pit and it took her a really long time to get out of it, too. 
I mean, she has no arms. How is she going to get out? So, yeah, she got out of it. She walked three miles out of it. She was later found in the Del Puerto Canyon. She followed the sounds of the nearby freeway and raised her arms to keep the bleeding to a minimum. I mean, she's very smart to keep your arms up so you don't bleed anymore. I wouldn't have thought that. I'd be I'd be so I don't even know. I think that's very smart. And this is the part that was like, whoa, what the fuck? So upon when she did reach the freeway, the first the first um, drivers that spotted her, they just sped away in fear. Can you imagine just driving down the freeway with Bay and everything? And all you see out of the darkness is some girl, no arms, arms in the air, naked, beaten, walking towards you for help. I would have done the same thing i'd be terrified thinking it's some satanic shit or some halloween trick and i would speed away i don't know or run it over i don't know so apparently the drivers that did pass her was i'm sorry the second couple who had been traveling on vacation stopped to help her they wrapped her in linens from their car before driving to a nearby airport there they called an ambulance and all they could say all she could say was he raped me constantly he raped me so after the attack 15 year old vincent was uh provided law enforcement with such a detailed description of her attacker people immediately recognized the police sketch during the whole recovery um vincent King had prosthetics she returned to school adapting to her new disabilities when authorities apprehended Singleton, Vincent testified against him. Singleton insisted Vincent was a prostitute, claiming he didn't do the crime. You're a fucking asshole, honestly. I really hope. So, well, her prosthetics were, I don't know if it was the beginning ones, but it's hooks. And I wish she hooked her arms up his ass, honestly, at this point. He maintained somebody else had been in the car and Vincent had threatened him with false accusation. He called her a tenonite whore. So ev despite everything that Singleton said, Vincent stood up in front of the crowd and pointed one of her hooked prosthetic arms at him. She referred to Singleton as my attacker and she declared in a firm voice that he did this to her. Years later, when Florida police arrested Singleton for another crime, she had to testify again so basically at that point there wasn't really enough evidence for her trial that would get him arrested and that was just so it was fucking crazy she didn't get anything from this i think she won like three million dollars but like he didn't have anything because he said some dumb sh he said some dumb shit he said something stupid he said he didn't have any money and he didn't have any savings and he was basically unemployed in full health he only had 200 dollars in savings so she was unable to collect that and along with the particularly gruesome and aspects of the crime, the case had been even more notorious after Singleton was paroled after only serving eight years in prison. So the point where he actually was arrested, I mean, he's been arrested for robbery and he was like this amazing model um, prisoner. He actually taught in the, in, I'm sorry, in, in the jail he was great and everything and singleton re he returned to his florida 
native Florida after his release. In 1990, he was con- he was convicted twice of theft. He served a 60-day sentence for stealing a $10 disposable camera. In spring 1990, he received two-year prison term for stealing a $3 hat. Before sentencing for the latter crime, he described his judge as confused and muddle-headed old man. So, in the spring, this is what really got him now like completely locked up. So, in the spring of 1997, a neighborhood, a a neighbor called police to report Singleton assaulting a woman in his home. When police responded, they found the body of Roxanne Hayes. She was. I believe she was a prostitute um, at when this happened. And she was the mother of three kids. And he, yeah, he went over her house. Uh, yes, on the sofa inside the living room lay the lifeless body of Roxanne Hayes, 31-year-old sex worker who had arranged a date with Singleton. He was paying her basically $20 for sex. He stabbed a mother of three to death with a boning knife. Boning, boning knife, sorry. As the news of the murder reached Mary, she knew in her heart she had to face him sooner or later to testify once again. While she, she wasn't required to really testify this trial, she felt like she had to. So this time she wanted to see justice being served she wanted to lock this asshole for i would have been the same way honestly i would have been worse i would have haunted him i would have scared him in so many ways i would have been some hang slasher on him rub my hooks on his windows i would have been wild but that's her she said and she testified in court she said in quote i was raped i had my arms cut off he used a hatchet. He left me to die. End quote. She told shocked. <laughs> Everyone in the courtroom was shook as she pointed at him with her prosthetic hook. So this time he was convicted of murder and sentenced to death penalty. But this motherfucker went out so quick. He died of cancer in 2001 while on death row. She, Vincent, she didn't feel like you know it was justice enough she wanted to go into the death row look in his eyes and watch him die girl same i wanted to watch that guy be fried honestly and she didn't i mean they said like she got closure and all that but i don't i wouldn't feel like that at all um his earlier release yeah pissed her off a lot left anger she was super sad she's been depressed this whole time so as i said before she wanted to be a dancer and after her attack her legs had to be used to reconstruct her arms this reality ended it basically ended her childhood dreams of becoming a great dancer so years after her recovery she married and later divorced her trauma had caused caused her years of serious depression stress she became the mother of two boys when from there her life began to change for the better she began to heal and establish close relationship as her new family became her life. She also began to paint and draw and sketch. Um, even having those prosthetics, she learned how to do. And actually, it's actually really cool. A lot of them go out for a lot of money. I saw one that was like $2,000. And it brings her joy and as well as a new direction for her life. And she's super happy, mostly 
move past the label cast on her while sigled, while he was still alive, as puts it. Most people know me because of who I am, not just what happened to me. They just assume I was born this way. So, as I said before, when he passed away in jail on death row for cancer, she wanted. She said, "I wanted to look into his eyes," said Mary. And now, but now I won't be able to find out whatever I was looking for. I feel like I was cheated again. So. That is basically the whole thing about this crazy survival story. I don't think at that point a lot of people would find as soon like when you're in the pipe and you're armless, bleeding, raped, beaten, left for dead. No one's really looking for you, honestly. I mean, how? How would anybody really look for you? You're in the middle of nowhere. You're... I don't... I, it made me think of... If it was just my, my... You know, if it's like my kid for somebody I know, like my kid, like, oh my god, that's... And just how her, her will to, you know what? You know what? I'm actually gonna live. I'm gonna make it. I might not make it, but I'm gonna do it for this. That's why I didn't make that many jokes. I thought the story was actually really amazing. It's very inspirational. The interview is really, really, it's really sad. And, but she's, you know, seeing the other way of life. She's seeing the good in it, despite all these horrible things that happened to her. And she's the mother of two really beautiful kids. And, you know, at least she has that chance now. It's a second chance of life. You know, she learned from that. She learned very, very in a bad way. You know, life at a very young age is all this horrible shit that happened. And I wouldn't know what to do. I would have been so pissed off my entire life. I would have been angry my whole life but you know she's she found an aspect of life she found art she found out that all that and i think it's an amazing story and i really wanted to share this because i've never heard of this story until i heard it from another where did i hear this from i think i was scrolling around youtube and i saw that and i was like whoa what is this lady with hooks doing and i saw it and i was like holy fuck <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, I wanted to share that story. It was actually really, really cool. I didn't want to make a lot of jokes because I thought it was amazing. And I wanted to go over my whole scheduling thing. So yeah, it'll probably be like twice a week, most likely. And I'll try. My goal is really to try three because I really love doing this. I love introducing people to new topics. I've never heard of it. I love the reactions. It's really cool. And so, yeah. And if you're not following me on Instagram, it is the underscore science queen. My Snapchat is science queen three. And if you're not following me on my website, what is you fucking doing? It is valswebsite.com for any updates on that. And obviously any topics you guys want to message me about anything specific um, would be great. I've actually had somebody comment this uh, about this one time, not message me, but message 
like a few topics and one this was one of them and i was like huh you know what i'm actually gonna really do this one that's actually really cool um so obviously if anybody has any like comments or any suggestions that i could do on topics i would gladly do them and we'll see you guys next time don't go hitchhiking